Pulp MX Network production. Welcome to the Pulp Hockey Show with Steve Mathis. Support the show by clicking the Amazon banner on PulpHockey.com before shopping. Follow the show on Twitter at Pulp Hockey. Subscribe on iTunes and find us on Stitcher or your favorite podcast app. Welcome, everybody, to the Pulp Hockey Podcast. Thanks for listening. Appreciate it. I'm Steve Mathis. Please check us out on Stitcher, on iTunes, and on PulpHockey.com. As a, as a resident of Vegas, I'm uh, super pumped and excited to have an NHL team coming here in about a year and a half or so, and uh, even more excited to uh, that things are rolling now. Uh, I want to introduce my guest. It's the first ever general manager of the Las Vegas NHL team, former Washington Capital GM, George McPhee. What's up, George? Thanks for uh, joining the show. Delighted to be here. How many of these? How many of these? <laughs> how many of these that you've been doing the interviews with the media? Uh, I uh, I did a bunch last week and then uh, settled down over the weekend and now we're doing three or four a day at least. <laughs> yeah, really. Well, hey, you're back in the game. It's got to be exciting. I was talking to uh, a former NHLer who's now now a broadcaster a little bit, and he was telling me this this appointment for you. This is. This is perfect because you're, you have your hands in everything. You're back in the game from scouting to coaching to player selection, uh, maybe even some things on the business side. This has got to be the dream job for, for a lot of guys. So um, you got to be stoked. Yeah, it's certainly my dream job. Uh, and the longer I'm here, the more lucky I realize I am um, because – you know, I've seen the arena, I've seen the practice facility, I've seen the designs for the practice facility. I know where it's going to be and where the players are going to live and where we're going to live and how easy it is to get around here and get to the airports and everything else. With the weather and no state tax and just, a, you know, a real rabid fan base that it's, we've sold 15,000 season tickets to, um, <clears throat> this is going to be a great place to play. And... Uh, as an experienced manager, when you see those kinds of things, you know if you do your job, this franchise is going to be in great shape. And um, I plan on doing that job real well. Yeah, no doubt. Well, you had a nice run of success in Washington for sure. Um, as a guy born and raised in Winnipeg and forever, uh, I've been down here, whether it was in Southern California, now in Vegas for about six or seven years here. Um, they, 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 I've listened to a lot of other shows. I listened to a lot of thoughts and, and articles about your hiring. I feel like this whole Vegas and going to create trouble for players is a little overrated. I, again, I live here. I, I don't. It's not like I'm some sort of degenerate gambler, you know, uh, guy. I think you can get in trouble anywhere, and I don't. I don't see that being an issue. But man, you've been asked about it a lot. Yeah, and and I, I'm not worried about it at all. If players want to get in trouble. They're, they're going to get in trouble anywhere. Right. And um, you know, <laughs> in New York and. Uh, and Montreal and Toronto and Dallas and Los Angeles, they have their temptations as well. Sure, so, yeah, yeah. Um, so uh, it's not going to be an issue. I, I think uh, the fans here are going to really like hockey players. They're hardworking, competitive, terrific athletes, really humble guys, off the ice, um, very good in the community. And uh, do they like to have a beer once in a while? Yeah, but uh, are these guys going to go crazy? No. No, that's not going to happen. They're they're serious about their profession. They're serious about their game, 
and uh, we're going to get guys that <clears throat> want to be hockey players and are, are dedicating everything they do to being a good hockey player. So, that, that, you know, I don't think it's going to be an issue. Yeah, I don't either. I think it'll be, like you said, they're going to find trouble if, if they want it anywhere. Um, no, the visiting teams can find trouble if they wish. <laughs> right, yeah, now go ahead. Let's put them on uh, New York, New York, right on the strip, right? Well, they can stay there and uh, yeah. be perfect. Um, as, as a guy who uh, who's starting from scratch, I guess, uh, I was at the press conference. Um, sounds like the first thing you're going to do, get a pro and amateur scouting staff in uh, ASAP. Is that is that the first move for you? Um, yeah, and, and we're real focused on the amateur side of it right now. Um, we're trying to put a few places, people into place um, as we move along. And, and sometimes things happen out of sequence because there are people I know that want to work here and I want them, and so I'm talking to them. But ideally, I'd, I'd like to start on the amateur side and uh, find the right people to head that department, and then they can then they can fill it out and vet the people that uh, will fill the roles. And uh, it's going to be important, I guess, you spoke about um, how much, how busy you're going to be on the pro and amateur side, you yourself now. Uh, the real work, I guess, starts, right, trying to figure out who's going to be open for exp- uh, the expansion draft and who you may want to get over. And um, that's your job, I guess, for a while, huh? Just kind of once the season starts up, start scouting? Yeah. You know, we're going to be out watching all the games. Yeah. Uh, We've got to get to know every team uh, really well and, and try to determine um, where they're vulnerable and, and what might be available. And at the same time, our amateur staff is going to be watching all the top amateurs from around the world. And those two drafts happen back-to-back, <laughs> and uh, they're critical that that we do a real good job in both. Yeah, yeah, it's actually going to be uh, crazy. One thing you stressed in your press conference, um, you must have said it a hundred times, uh, draft, draft, draft. You win with players you draft. Um, and you've been there with the Caps and uh, and even Vancouver. Um, that's exactly it, right? I mean, it's hard to get free agents. Everybody locks everybody up early. And you have to grow your players within. So I'm guessing that is going to be you know a huge part of this. Yeah, if you're, if you're trying to build your team with free agents, then you're not – you're not building it right, and you're not doing a very good job. Ideally, um, your top players will will come through the draft, and <clears throat> it's nice when you don't, you know, if you can go into free agency each, each summer and say, you know, if the right thing is there, we'll we'll pick it up. But mm-hmm. we don't have to do anything, uh, and that's that's where I'd like to be. There there were summers, uh, you know, in my previous job where. We had a heck of a team, and we didn't have to blow our brains out on a free agent mm-hmm. because we had a couple of good kids ready to play. And so we're going to build it right. It's all about team construction, and you know, you add a guy here or there, you make a trade here or there, but it's really, um, it's really about drafting well and and having young guys pushing up from the bottom. And if you have young players coming in every year, um, then you usually it's a lot easier to manage your cap and everything else because you don't have to get locked into older players who, you know, sometimes want contracts longer than they're able to play. Yeah, exactly. You mentioned too, you spoke to David Poyle, who actually was your predecessor in, uh, in Washington and uh, Don Waddell, who worked with the thrashers when they started up, what kind of advice did they give you about starting? I mean, looking at the rules, the NHL has laid out, it's probably better than ever for Vegas expansion rule wise. Um, so these guys, it's not quite apples to apples. But what kind of advice did they give you? 
Well, uh, David Poyle actually said you're going to have a lot of fun in the first year. Uh, all <laughs> oh, the other really? manager, uh, all the other managers are actually nice to you because you're not competing with them yet. <laughs> um, <laughs> so everybody's willing to talk, and and uh, so you know we'll we'll uh, we'll we'll get out and do that. And he, and he said, um, uh, you know, he gave me some advice on um, on when to get people in too. And, mm-hmm. and initially we thought. Maybe equipment managers and medical trainers, and maybe that can wait until the new year. But, but based on his advice, we might uh, push that up a little bit to make sure these guys are in and and their facilities are ready to go when the players are ready to go. No, oh, okay, I see. Yeah, it's uh, yeah, those guys have kind of they've been down that road a little bit, so I imagine some of the some of the advice was uh, was pretty good. You seem like you're yeah. a long way from uh, from a coach, right? It, that's the that's down the road a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, we we have to get a staff in place here, and uh, and and get them out watching games, and then um, we can start focusing on not only players but uh, focusing on the on the good coaches out there and trying to determine who might be available and and uh, and then do something about it uh, next year. Do you plan to live in Vegas year round? I it's really yeah. hot here, by the way, so I don't. Really... You're aware of that. That's okay. <laughs> Today is the is the hottest weather I've ever been in in my life. I think it's 110. Yeah. I've never been in hotter <laughs> weather, but you know, I, I don't mind it. It's yeah. it's, it's dry. It, uh, it is. Yeah. yeah. I, I have trouble in Washington when it's 95 and really humid. Uh, that's when I don't go outdoors. Um, this doesn't bother me. I, I doubt I could go for a run in this, but right. Uh, it's not bothering me. Yeah, I, I kind of like it actually. I'm and with every, you. Yeah. Every day that I'm here, I like it more. I, I really, I think there's some some tremendous upside here for all of us that are going to move here, and uh, and tremendous upside for the city uh, with this hockey team. Let's touch a little bit on uh, the capital. Your time in the Capitals, which uh, 14, 15 years or something. Um, and uh, and I asked you this question at the press conference: What did you learn? Um, you know, being out of the game, you were working for the Islanders as a consultant. But after you were done with being a GM, what what kind of stuff did you learn about? And one of the things it was a little interesting to me. You said, you know, maybe work better with the owner, uh, be more, have more communication with the owner. And um, um, you, being in Washington with Ted Leonis for so long, I, I assumed that that was something that was um, really good for you. It surprised me a little bit, your answer. So uh, I'll get you to elaborate a little bit on it. Is it just meaning like near the end of the Washington thing, you felt like uh, you and Ted weren't on the same page and, and that's something you're going to correct? Or do you want to elaborate on that a little bit? Yeah, well, we, Ted and I had a great relationship. I uh, really enjoyed working with him. And um, I probably should have done a little bit better job near the end of sort of projecting where the team's going to be and, and, and have him better prepare, prepare for what to expect. Um, I thought that we have a couple of years near the end where we could, you know, we would be a playoff team. Mm-hmm. Wasn't quite sure we were, we were um, with the last couple of teams uh, going to win a cup, but we had this, uh, you know, slew of young guys coming in that I thought we were going to push up from the bottom and put us back in play in, in sort of, um, Stanley Cup contention, not just making the playoffs, but mm-hmm. actually being able to take a run at it. And those players were, you know, Kuznetsov, Burakovsky, um, Orlov, uh, Schmidt on defense, mm-hmm. and then having a young goalie uh, like Grubauer come in as the backup. Um, you know, we weren't going to, be, you know, they're inexpensive players, so. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
you really don't have cap issues and the team is really set and and I wasn't wrong. It's it's a heck of a team um, and and a legitimate Stanley Cup threat. Absolutely. So that was my next question. Did it, it doesn't pain you? I guess you've been in the game a long time, but that team that set records this year that broke some of the Habs records of the late seventies. Um, granted, rules are a little different, but still, that Capital team uh, was a powerhouse. Did it? Did you sit? And it wasn't far off your team that you left. Um, did you sit back a little bit and uh, you know wonder what could have been or, or cheer for those guys a no. little bit? No, I know. I was really happy um, for the players and hoping that they would have success. I, 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 I don't lament anything, and I, I, I don't, I don't view it in, in that way. Um, I just know that I, uh, I did a real good job there, and we got them all the way down to the five yard line, and mm-hmm. they're they're ready to plow their way into the end zone. So, um, <clears throat> I, I'm proud of, of the work we did there, and. Um, and it's allowed me to uh, to get this job, I guess. You know, so sure. um, that's what I'm excited about. Um, I've, I've gone from one situation where I think I, I did a good job to another situation where the second time around, I think you're even better as a manager. Mm-hmm. And there are lots of managers in this league, whether it's, uh, you know, Dean Lombardi or Brian Burke or Craig Patrick, who did a good job in one place, went to another place and won cups. And... Um, I'd like to sort of be in that pantheon of, of GMs. Yeah, Jim Rutherford just did it, right? So, yeah, um, that's, yeah. Right. that's um, right. Um, Doug McLean has been saying this a few times. I've heard him a few times. One of the things maybe he didn't do as well, and, and maybe this goes back to my other question, was a uh, general manager has to manage up a lot. And um, I guess that's that's probably true, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's um, – you – you know, you you have to talk a lot to your owner uh, <laughs> right. to to explain everything that's going on, to educate him on on how things work in this business. Um, the owners are usually very bright guys that have had a lot of success in other places. This business is different. This business is maybe the hardest industry in the world because people keep um, leveling the the, um, the playing field. Mm-hmm. You know, the worst teams get to pick at the top, um, which is really unusual. Uh, <laughs> right, right. In business, if a team, if a business is doing poorly, you know, you just keep pushing it down and create separation and, and hope they go out of business. Sure. Yeah, uh, yeah. In, in, this, in this business, the worst teams get the best picks. Um, everybody has to spend the same amount of money. Uh, nobody can spend more than others uh, because there's a salary cap. Mm-hmm. Again, it's it sort of levels the playing field. So it's a hard, hard business. Um, and you have to be really good at what you do and keep finding new ways to be good to stay ahead of everybody else. And um, that's where you have to educate your owner on, on how it works. Again, the, no, the owners have to realize that, that all the other teams are trying to. Yeah. yeah, exactly <laughs> it's right. Hard, it's hard to win. You right. know, the best teams lose 30, 35 games a year sometimes. So um, so get ready for um, something really different. It's competitive. Absolutely. Is there a move or two, and again, the capital team this year has your fingerprints kind of all over it. Is there a move or two um, at Washington that um, you're most proud of? Um, obviously, you could say drafting of Edgekin, but that was maybe a no-brainer. Uh, is there a move or two at your time at Capitals that you really uh, are proud of? Well, um, I, I don't know that there's ever a no-brainer uh, decision that you make because um, 
you know, that year we were drafting Ovechkin, uh, Malkin was right there too. And True, yeah. He's yeah. a heck of a player. And, you know, uh, would the team have been better off if we had drafted a center? Um, who knows? But right. uh, we liked Ovechkin. Um, we, you know, he's a terrific player. Might be the greatest goal scorer of all time. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's been a very good team since he's come, and it's been sold out. Uh, almost since he's come. So um, I don't know that, that there's a particular move. Um, sometimes the subtle moves are are the the ones you like. Um, I, I can't really Nothing I thought know whether, whether it's trading for Sergei Fedorov or whether it's drafting players like John Carlson, who's turned out to be a star defenseman, mm-hmm. or Mike Green, who was a star for a long time. Or, or finding a Kuznetsov when 23 or 24 other teams passed on him. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, those are the ones I like. And and uh, um, but overall, if, if if you're making the right decisions, you know, all the way long, you could be yeah. a pretty good team. And on the flip side, I guess you're tired of talking about Martin Martin Erat. I guess you just don't want to don't want to answer that anymore. You know. Well, you know what. Not every trade you make is yeah, of course the way not. you want it. Yeah. They're, they're made for certain reasons, and uh, you know that's why they have uh, mulligans in golf. <laughs> right, right, exactly. Uh, before we let you go here on the Paul Pocky podcast with George McPhee, the new Vegas uh, GM, um, general manager, uh, I guess, I mean, it's a little bit late because he's passed away, but Pat Quinn, uh, your mentor early on in Vancouver, you guys built some great teams and uh, went to the cup finals. Your mentor, Pat Quinn, got elected to the Hall of Fame. I imagine... One of the reasons it took a while was because, you know, he was chairman of the selection committee, but he's in, and I guess better late than never, right? Yeah, excuse me, and I don't know if there'd be a person who would be more proud of that than Pat. Um, The one thing I always admired about Pat was uh, he sort of lived in this rarefied environment, uh, was was just a terrific human being, terrific hockey man. Mm Mm-hmm. And very, very humble and, and never really knew how popular he was and how much people loved him. And um and this whole thing with the the Hall of Fame would have uh really would have blown him away. And so um I think he's a very, very uh, worthy um inductee and uh I, I'm glad they did it for him. So what was your connection to him after you retired? You played for the, the Rangers of the Devils, and you retired, and a couple of years went by. And how did you know him, or how did you reach out to him, or, or how did he say, hey, come on board, help me out? I, I was actually I was in law school, okay, and I went, the, the, uh, I went to the Hobie Baker Banquet. They bring all the previous winners back each year. And um, I ran into Brian Burke there, and, and I didn't know Brian. He introduced himself, and... Mm-hmm. and um, had a conversation and he said, you should come up and intern for me this summer, just to have something for your resume and to help you out. And sure. So I went up and interned with the Canucks after my first year of law school. And then, uh, he called me two years later, um, to say that he was taking, uh, the president's job with the Hartford Whalers, president and GM. And he said, you should, uh, you should apply for this job. And, uh, I did. And uh, got the job and and worked for Pat for five years. Oh, okay. So yeah. So really, Berkey kind of started it a little bit, getting you yeah. in. And then yeah. I was trying to wonder where the George McPhee Pat Quinn connection came from, but there we go. Um, yeah. 
Well, uh, thanks for your time on the uh, podcast. I know you've been a busy guy since you since you got uh, uh, hired. I'm looking forward to it. I can't wait for uh, the season to start up here in Vegas in a couple in a year and a half or so. You got a lot of work to do. Uh, congrats again. Thank you for your time, and uh, we'll talk soon down the road. Thanks, George. Thanks for having me, Steve. Thanks. Take care. Bye bye.